You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Once again, you have sat down at your favorite table, The Nerd Table. My name is Chris, and sitting immediately to my left-hand side is the newest member of the Homeowners Club of the United States of America and the state of Michigan, the eccentric, eclectic Eric. Eccentric? That's a new one. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. Why do you always do the openings, Chris? How, how come we can't do the openings? I never said you can't do the openings. You can do an opening. Well, nah, I'm good. I, I just wanted <laughs> just wanted to make that complaint, uh, and and we also have uh, someone else with us, don't don't we, Chris? We do. Sitting immediately to my right, from the Carolina that is not Southern, near the city of Ric Flair, he is the dynamic Dynamo Dan. You keep on using dynamic like I'm freaking. Johnny Ace over here, and you know how I feel about that. He is the dangerous Dan. That's my OG. <laughs> Gonna be a wrestler name. Dangerous Dan. Yeah. DDP, dude. Dangerous Dan Peck. I'm gonna have a a year long feud with Diamond Dallas Page over the initials. And then you lose, so you become Dan the Man Hansen. That. Is not a thing that will happen. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, because we're all in our that. we're all in our thirties. We're too late to start doing shit like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how's I very week? briefly had the idea that I might wrestle, and I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. So I we are in being, the uh, being an animator at some point. That that didn't work out. I m- mainly because I can't draw. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> hey, there was a point in my life when I really, really wanted to be a NASCAR driver. And then I realized that I couldn't just get in the car and drive. I had to learn a lot of other stuff about cars that I didn't understand. Like making slight left turns? Exactly. It's fucking okay. ridiculous. So, these left turns. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have these problems in North Carolina and Michigan, but this is 100% a problem in Pennsylvania. People who get into the left goddamn lane and just cruise in it. Yeah. And they always have their left blinker on while they're next to the median for miles. Uh, you know what? I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'll get into the left lane, not cruising, but leaving my blinker on because I just fucking forgot or it didn't auto auto click. It doesn't do it, the ding. No, it, it well, after a, about an hour, it feels like like <laughs> normally what happens to me is there's an on ramp and I'm giving I'm, I'm going to the left lane to let the, the truck, you know, the semi get in. And then I'll be in the left lane for a little bit because now I'm passing other semis who are going kind of slow. And I just have my fucking left blinker on the entire time. He's turning into the median. And it it won't be until I'm like turning back right when I go to use my blinker again. And then that's that's when I notice, ah, fuck, it's been on the entire fucking time. I look like a fucking idiot driving down the highway. Uh, So, yes. But I'll say this. 
I never I would, actually put it on all the way. I normally just like I, I leave it until it starts blinking and then let go of my finger and it normally goes back to normal. So sometimes uh, okay. that doesn't happen. So so it gets stuck because you're and you're just like, oh, it did never clicked back. Okay. Yeah. So I I'll just say this though. I would much rather you use your blinker and forget to turn it off than never use your blinker at all. That drives me nuts. I yeah, yeah. See, my typical highway shenanigans uh, involves shenanigans. me. Shenanigans. I call them shenanigans because uh, I get bored driving sometimes, man. If I'm driving for hours on end, which sometimes that happens, like if I get a service call in South Bend, Indiana, that's like a four-hour trip for me. So I, I'll just cruise. I'll put it on uh, whatever the speed limit is. Like for us, it's 70. Right. So I'll set it to 70 and I'll just stay in the right lane and I'll cruise and I'll only get over if I'm passing a semi or if I'm letting a semi or another vehicle onto the the highway. And then I go back into the right lane. What really pisses me off are people who pass me, get in front of me and then slow down. And now I have to fucking slow down or go or go around them. That That's the one thing that pisses me off. I don't give a fuck about turn signals. Don't do that shit. That pisses me off. It, it just puts me out of my groove, you know? Well, it also messes with your cruise control. Yeah. Now that's, you have to, as thing. soon as you tap the brake, the cruise control comes off. Correct. So now you, you have to reset everything and get back into a groove. I got to like put my shoes back on and no, I'm, I'm kidding. But like for real though, I have to touch the brake. That's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> The transmission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I love going on a. Go for it. What's that? First. I love going on long road trips, but my God, you get to that point where it's just like you get fed up with every other driver because you've been driving for so long and you're just tired. So everything that everybody does annoys you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're behind a car and you see a thing of smoke come out the driver's side window and you're like, fuck you and your cigarette. Like, it's just (laughs) everything just starts annoying you. I think the people who piss me off the most or annoys me the the most are people who don't know where they're going and they're driving 10 miles under the speed limit and they switch over to the left lane, then the right lane, then they're going to exit, but then they realize that's not the exit for them. So they go back in just seeing that shit. And okay, so you're gonna you're gonna be able to vouch for this because we both lived in Florida. How awful are tourists in general when it comes to driving? Just, I think everything that we just described relates to them. Cause that like okay, so I understand being lost, and sometimes you kind of have to do that. Like I can understand. Oh crap! I needed to get off at this exit. I have to quickly make this turn. You know, things like that happen, and it's. It's 100% happened to me before. So what I generally try to do is I try really hard to let that shit go now. And believe me, I, I struggled with that big time. We were living in Florida. That was like, like, that was like the peak of my road rage. Like, <laughs> that was every day. It was it, every That's because it day. wasn't, it's not like it's just one or a few times uh, a week or, or something. It was, it was every fucking day. Daily. 
And it seemed like it was every fucking person. And I remember a lot of my friends who had lived in Florida for a long time or were (laughs) native to Florida would get really mad when I would complain about Florida drivers. And they're like, stop lumping us all in with that. It's the tourists. And I said, you know what? That is fair. You're absolutely right. It is the tourists. And I do apologize for that because I've driven in the Tampa area and the Tampa area knows how to drive. (laughs) So, yeah. So I blame Orlando (laughs) and all related to Orlando. I think you really have to go pretty far out from Orlando to be okay as far as driving. But that drive from Orlando to Miami is terrible too. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah. those are both big, big tourist spots, right? So well, Miami was the worst driving I've ever encountered in my life. And I've driven through DC. Okay. So, yeah, that's fair. Miami that, well, was. Uh, my, Miami has this bad habit of closing down roads, but they don't let you know until like 25 feet until the road's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Road closed, you're fucked. <laughs> right? Road closed because we're shooting a movie. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, it's yeah. terrible. It's it's terrible. There's no signage. There's no detours. I'm used to detour signs, at least in Orlando. Like, oh, hey, this road's going to be closed. Detour, turn left here, and then follow these signs. Miami's just like, this road's closed. And uh, and, and then fucking Google Maps is like, well, I don't know. Fucking guess, I guess. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just shrug. I don't know. Take a left, go into the ocean. Right. <laughs> Dude, like that scene in the office where Michael's following his GPS and it's directing him to drive through a lake and Dwight's right. screaming at him. No, it, they mean to take that road over there, but it says to go this way. And he actually drives <laughs> through the lake. Uh, My old GPS back before the smartphones when I had the TomTom one time directed me through like a friggin' military base. And I remember the guard stops me at the gate and I'm like, I'm really sorry. My GPS told me to come this way. And he goes, yeah, we get this a lot. He's like, it's okay. Here, I'll I'll tell you how to go around. And I'm like, god damn it. Like The first uh, time that I visited uh, Michigan, right? We were up here to see uh, Rebecca's parents. And uh, I got a rental car. And on the way back from her dad's place... It told us to get off on 8 Mile, and I was just like, you can go fuck yourself. This highway goes straight to the airport. I am not getting off on 8 Mile. <laughs> Why like, not, Eric? Fuck that. Fuck that. It's well, now, now I know it's not that. Dude. L- listen, like, uh, the, the only thing that I had of, uh, like, the only knowledge that I, I had of 8 Mile was from Eminem, right? And uh, I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't about to do that. The the rental car looked way too nice compared to what he described Eight Mile as. So no, 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 thank you. Now I know. Oh, eh, it's fine. It's fine. Like it's. Don't get me wrong. You'll you'll probably get shot if you do something stupid. But just don't do something stupid. And if you have anything nicer than like a Toyota Camry, don't go that way. <laughs> Right, like that. All I'm saying is, if you have a Dodge, a Ford, a Chevy, a Jeep, and a Toyota or a Honda, you're probably fine. If it's not any of those brands, don't go that way. Just don't. Do I have it. a, I have a story that relates to uh that relates to this. It's not my story, but it's one of my. It's 
You know how when your friend tells you that story and you you love retelling it because it's so funny and it didn't happen to you? Yeah. You know those stories, right? All right. right. So, uh, Jeff, if you're listening to this, my old college friend Jeff, if you're listening to this, um, this is awesome that it didn't happen to me. And this is great that it happened to you because it makes for a fun story. So Jeff has a cousin who lives out in Arizona. And he was visiting his cousin and his, they were driving his cousin's brand new BMW and they were just like, hey, let's go to the beach. So they drove out to California to go to the beach, right? So at one point, uh, Jeff takes over the driving and his cousin, who's supposed to be directing them how to get there, decides to take a nap in the back seat. Well, Jeff doesn't know how to get to the friggin' beach, so he makes the obvious conclusion that well, it's west, so I'll just drive west, and I will get to the beach eventually while his cousin's sleeping in the back. Well, did you know that the roads in L.A. that go west also slightly turn south? Jeff didn't know this. And the next thing he knows, he's in a neighborhood he's not a fan of. <laughs> his cousin wakes up, and he's like, where the fuck are we? Just like, <laughs> I don't know. So his cousin for some reason, in their brand new BMW that his cousin had, rolls down the window and asks a guy on the sidewalk, what neighborhood is this? And the guy looks at him and goes, motherfucker, you're in Compton. (laughs) (laughs) And you remember that story you said about the red light? Yeah. And you just gunned it? Well, people were approaching the BMW, and his cousin looks at Jeff and goes, go, 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 go. (laughs) (laughs) And they eventually found a police officer who directed them how to get to the beach without dying. <laughs> oh, my God. Drove right through Compton. I hear that, uh, that place is cleaned up, though. A lot. Well, yeah, that, but that's the thing. A lot like like Newark, New Jersey had a reputation for years. But then uh, and I I will actually give some props to Mr. Cory Booker about this. He actually did a really good job getting that city back on track. Like, yes. It still has a gang issue. Yes, it still has a blood population, but the city itself has cleaned up. In fact, that Museum of Technology that's there is nice, really nice. And the Prudential Center, the new arena where the Devils play, is really nice. I haven't actually been there personally, but I've been past it, and it looks pretty damn good. You know, Hmm. so eventually things do start to clean up. I mean, mean, it's like Times Square pre-Giuliani, right? Oh my God! Where where it was a sex show? Yeah, Times Square sex and drugs everywhere, just everywhere. I mean, now it's, it's still there. <laughs> it's just it hidden. is, but it's just hidden now. It's just a block over, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah, basically. <laughs> hey, hey, not this way, street. That one over there. <laughs> as somebody who has been to New York City too many times to count in my life, I'd like everybody to know, especially if you've never been there, Times Square sucks ass. There is literally no point for you to go there. Everything is ungodly overpriced. It's super crowded. And the New Year's Eve ball is one of the most unimpressive things you're ever going to see in your life, especially when you realize it's like literally the size of a golf ball. You're like, you've got to be kidding me. That's it. I mean, from where you're standing, yes. (laughs) Yeah, but still, it's not. I wasn't expecting the Epcot ball to come down. Well, no, but it's still not. <laughs> it's massive. It's just on top of like a twenty-story tall building. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is kind of a fun story. This goes back to uh to Europe um, and the stuff that does not impress. 
So when we went to the Louvre in Paris and got to see the Mona Lisa, that is the most unimpressive goddamn thing you will ever see. But when we went to Florence, Italy and saw the statue of David, that actually lived up to the hype. That statue is fucking ginormous. I mean, that dude's that that, that dude's dick is the size of me. <laughs> and like it's small statue. in comparison. Yeah. The si- <laughs> statue of David is very impressive. The Mona Lisa is like the size of the computer monitor I'm looking at right now as we're doing this. And I actually have a pretty impressively big computer monitor. But you understand the comparison, right? And yeah. you know, along the same ways is uh, um, I, in South Dakota freaking presidents. There's a big difference, though, part. for me. As far as like uh, paintings and actual like uh, statues and, and monuments yeah. and architectural things, like I like architectural stuff, but I don't really like paintings that much. I think they're cool, right? Well, that's that's the thing about the Louvre, right? Is everybody's fawning over the Mona Lisa, but then you look around, and that's where Winged Victory is and the Venus de Milo, which are impressive statues, right? Like famous, impressive statues. And the thing about the painting, and I understand where you're coming from, but the Louvre has artwork everywhere, right? Like they're super impressive, giant canvas sized paintings. And everybody's fawning over the smug ass bitch behind the bulletproof glass with an armed guard standing there. And all you can do is gather behind a velvet rope and try to stick your phone up above everyone else's phones to get a picture of it. Really it's, that busy, uh, huh? We were also there in the middle of summer. Oh, okay. And, and apparently Bastille Day was happening because we saw a parade of multicolored Volkswagen Beetles driving down the streets of Paris. And we're like, oh, did you know it's Bastille Day? I'm like, we, I had no idea. I, you know, all I know is I'm here for, for the summer and I wanted to see Paris. <laughs> what time is the three o'clock parade? Uh, i'm sorry i had to throw that in there well played sir (laughs) well played the most inane question you've ever gotten at a theme park oh my god now now dan here's what's funny about that question there what they actually want to know is what time that parade is going to get to where they're standing but they don't word it that way and you think you think it's just a story that people tell until you actually get the question and you're like, oh, God, it's real. A they lot. weren't making it up. They Not say it either. a lot. <laughs> I remember working at, um, what was it, Winnie the Pooh, and they asked me what time the three o'clock parade is. And I was just like, well, uh, if you go over, you know, towards the main street, you'll probably be there like 305, 310. You're, you know, really close. They're like, well, what time does it pass by here? And like, it doesn't, doesn't pass by here. You're in Fantasyland. It's not going to come this way. You need Main There's Street literally, and you need Fantasyland. Yeah. At the time, they had the construction wall because they still hadn't finished the Seven Dwarves um, mine train stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it was just like, there's barely enough room for you in a stroller. You think a parade is going to come through here. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no no it wasn't the mine train I'm sorry it was the um, uh, Beast Castle they were building the new fantasy land in general yeah. at the construction yeah. wall yeah. yeah yeah I gotcha so, so yeah about about uh, works of art that are less impressive when you actually go see it it's Mount Rushmore is much smaller 
when that you is actually there. very disappointing because I've always wanted to go there. I mean, it's I huge. It is huge. But when you you have to enter through the gift shop and exit through the gift shop. Um, classic. <laughs> so when they, that's some bullshit. Classic. Right? <laughs> uh, so when you go through the gift shop and open the doors and you finally see it, it's just like, oh, that's not like the entire mountain like you see in pictures and in cartoons and stuff. It's this section of a mountain and you are just like, oh, that's a lot smaller. <laughs> I think just- they purposefully photograph it. In a way that makes it look more impressive. I mean, that's, yeah. Like, when we first saw the Eiffel Tower for the first time, you realize that it's actually not that big as a structure, but it looks impressive by comparison to the rest of Paris because, you know, those European cities don't have skyscrapers. Although Paris now does have one single skyscraper and it ruins the entire cityscape by just existing. Like, it looks terrible. But you look at the Eiffel Tower and you're just like, huh, it's actually not as big as I thought it was going to be. But then you have to look at the what you're comparing it to. If you're comparing it to like the Empire State Building, then yes, it's not that big. The Empire State Building is way bigger, but it still looks cool compared to what else is around you, if that makes sense. You yeah, because these, yeah. these buildings in Paris are only maybe four or five stories tall at most. They're also 400 years old. Exactly, right. So that's why Notre Dame looks so friggin' impressive when you walk past it. Because it's it's enormous, and at one point it was the biggest structure in Paris. So, I got a question for you guys. At what point do you think you should tear down a building and just start over? Not, not like saying, like, uh... Ugh. When do you feel like a building is starting to show its age... And for safety reasons, you should probably just demolish it and rebuild. Like where uh, I would say the exact moment when you realize that your refurbishments are not going to matter anymore. Because you can refurbish the shit out of it. But if it's structure, if the actual like load bearing structure is starting to go, then you're just wasting your time. And I, I guess that depends on the building itself and when it was built and how. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so if you got if you got like a really cool old Victorian home or something from like the 1700s or something, you know, one that's haunted with like eight duchesses and shit like that. And you're refurbishing it, right? Because you own this house and you know it's it's structurally sound, you know, because it was built by people who knew what they were doing. You're just going to modernize it. You're going to fix the wiring. You're going to you're going to fix the floors and everything. You're going to so it's actually insulated, right? Because that's something that a lot of those houses fail at. It's keeping yeah. keeping in the heat and keeping in the air conditioning if you even have it. And you you put a new filtration system in so you can have air conditioning and you can have heating and everything. And the structure is still standing. Then I would never, ever tear that house down. But if you're going to try to do shit like that and you realize that the structure is just there's it's starting to crumble. Something's wrong with it. I can't do this or else I might actually have an entire section of the house collapse. Then maybe you need to rethink the house itself. And maybe it's not a good idea to try to preserve that history. Because they're pretty much a a live in it, live in it till it fucking destroys itself type of person. I mean, probably for the the (laughs) most part. Okay. All right. I, I, I am very strong. 
I always do strongly believe in don't fix it if it's not broken, but I'm also very into the fact that uh, preventative maintenance saves you a lot of money. <laughs> so I, Yes, yes. PMs do save a lot of money. Um, and it, it can keep the integrity of a structure like good for a really long time. But I'm just trying to figure out at what point will the like the different technologies that we're using currently to build these structures become so vastly good that we just look at it and be like, how the fuck did anybody ever live here? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you can go to some places and be like, oh, people live in caves. That's cool. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, you know, no, no, absolutely not. Am I going to live in a fucking cave? I could survive in a cave. I actually could survive in the wilderness. I still, I still remember all that training. I could, I could do all that as long as I don't have to wear a mask. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, wearing a mask to live in your own house. I mean, uh, fuck that. all right. Let's not uh, get into that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want because I, I, I will start ranting about I'm, stuff. I don't want to rant. About. I am pushing I, on boundaries that shouldn't be pushed on. I get exactly. It. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. If if we can all just be smart about stuff, though, we can actually lick this thing. That's that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. We all have to be smart. No, don't lick it, because then you'll get it. That well, way. some people some people should lick it, so they do get it. But you, yeah. know. <laughs> you know what? I actually uh, the other day I was grocery like not grocery shopping. I was in a, a grocery store um, trying to get uh what what the fuck. I was changing out filters for a Starbucks in a store. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. And um, I saw this girl, classic Disney style, because I've seen this at Disney too. She just opens her mouth and just starts licking everything top to bottom. Parents oh not God. paying attention. And I'm just like, you're going to die. <laughs> you are oh going to God. die. <laughs> Dude. <sighs> you, you think that when I was a kid, I never licked anything. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. I and I, it's, like, I always see little girls do it. Like, I don't ever see boys are too big. Just like mommy, because mommy's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking it. I wasn't going to say it, but thankfully Dan did. Oh, if, if you have hate okay, mail to I'll say, say please say <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the bad guy this episode. Yay! <laughs> Uh, by the way, I did get the email today that that uh, CKCC Radio has hit five thousand downloads. Nice. I'd like to thank everybody who helped contribute to that. That is a that's a big big accomplishment. I'm very very happy about this. So we have a lot of cool geek stuff that we can talk about. But if you check out the other shows here, I want to quickly run through them. I won't go too long, but. We can always talk about Victorian homes and ghosts with our friend Jeff Trelowitz over at Real Paranormal Talk. If you feel like having a, a discussion about music, like I saw this great meme earlier where uh, somebody put Metallica figurines inside a nativity scene so Metallica could open for Jesus. I bet y'all didn't know that happened. <laughs> Pop a hit, you know, open it up for the king. Uh, we could all discuss that what, on Ranking what, Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz. Or what song do you Jay think Bunny they played? With Chin. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> I know, dude, you're just like, fuck, you just gotta get that joke out. Just get it out, damn it. Uh, what song do you think they played? Oh, God, I hope it was Enter Sandman. 
That's exactly pray, pray the Lord my soul to keep if I die before I wake. Oh, hush, yeah. little baby, don't say a word. Never mind that noise you heard. It's just the beast under your bed in your closet in your head. What else would they have played? Okay. Ride the lightning. Did Jesus ride the lightning? All right, uh, let's let's. All right, Master yeah. of Puppets. Yeah, there you go. That's the answer. Uh, so the very first Monday of every month is Motivational Moose with Adrian Cotton, and there will that be was this week. There will be no, it wasn't. First was a Tuesday. Episodes coming up this Monday. By the way, there will be two episodes this month. There will be a bonus Motivational Moose to close out 2020. So check that out. If you feel like talking about any TV shows in nerd culture, including The Mandalorian, a big topic on today's show, by the way, you can discuss that with the Bored to Death Bingecast crew, the clan of Bored to Death. If you're into racing or any kind of race sports, you can talk to our friend Matt Hardman, and he's got a topic for us to discuss on today's show, so we'll give him that shout out. Or if you just want to chat about The Simpsons, you can talk to Dan and I as we review every Simpsons ever on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. You can also check out more nerd culture on our partner shows, The Blake and Sal Show, Blake Riley, Sal Costa, and their friends joining them, and the United We Fan Podcast with Mark and Brian. And coming soon, three new shows on their way to the network, Girls Who Like, starring Megan and Zoe. It'll be a show focusing on topics like MMA, pro wrestling, horror, and video games, because girls like that stuff. And now they're going to tell you about it. And to fill the wrestling gap that Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk left behind, two new programs coming. My friend Matt Derline will be launching a show where he interviews wrestlers that he was the referee for their matches. Matt also did the smart thing when he started doing referee work. He kept a notebook of every single match he has ever done that he's ever been the referee for every single match. And he's been referee for thousands of matches, literally thousands. So he's got lots of people to talk to. And then check out the A show with Matt Derline and Chris Decker, where they take a past wrestling promotion and they take a year, for example, 1996 WCW, and they do a draft to create the perfect roster. All coming soon to CKCC radio. And if you don't know how to get there, just load in your GPS <laughs> and uh, it'll direct <laughs> you to where lake. don't drive into a lake and please don't get off at eight mile. Oh, my God. <laughs> or Compton. <laughs> yeah. So I, I uh, used to follow my GPS to the letter until I got smarter about them. You know, like that first year you have the GPS and you're just like, this is fun. I'm going to use this. And I remember it because I was trying to drive down to Virginia from New Jersey. And when you get to the D.C. part, it's like, well, the fastest way is to just drive through D.C. And I'm like, uh, uh, OK, I'm not doing this ever again. <laughs> the smart thing I've... to do is to take the beltway around D.C. because driving through that part of D.C. was not very nice. That's like the one where there's like two lanes of traffic that is not lanes of traffic, right? Yeah, just literally on the grass, just semis on the grass. It's friggin it's friggin terrible. And it goes from a highway to a two lane road. It's and just 
two extra takes, two lanes on the grass. It takes forever to get there's, through there. Not only is it so it's 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 a double whammy. You're not in a nice neighborhood, but you're also at like a friggin standstill the entire time because everybody's making the same left at the same traffic light. Ugh. That sucks. It is. It that is sucks. awful. You know, I, I will say that I've gotten used to the, the area where I don't need the GPS anymore, but I still use it because the last time I was using my GPS and I was like, why is it sending me this way? That's dumb. And I continued on my normal route. Uh, there was an accident and I was in a standstill for like an hour and a half. And I was like, fuck, I should have listened to the GPS. I'm so <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> so mad at myself. So now I just do whatever it tells me to do. If it wants me to drive into a lake, I'll go for it. Why not? Maybe I'll find something. <laughs> yeah, I li- I do like that feature where they're like, hey, uh, you can actually there's a traffic up ahead. If you go this way, you'll save time on your on your journey. And I'm like, OK. And then you kind of feel like I feel like this is taking longer and it might be taking longer mileage wise. But I'd rather ke- I'd rather drive more miles and keep moving than less miles and get stuck. Yep. Just like guests in the theme park. That's why you open up more loops. Keep them moving. They don't care. <laughs> it's when they're standing still. If you feel still, like you're moving, it feels off. like you're getting somewhere. If you're standing still, it just... Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like people don't understand that. But, you know, <clears throat> whatever. I can't I can't get people to friggin' understand anything. I mean, I we worked there for how many years, Eric? And we still struggle to get people to understand basic stuff like... Like, if you're in a neck brace, you shouldn't ride this roller coaster. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) So, speaking of... Speaking of roller coasters, did you guys ever play with Legos when you were kids? Um, somewhat. I never really got any of the big stuff. Not because I didn't want them. I really did. We just didn't have the money for them at the time. I know they're and now that I'm adult, I can just you know weld. <laughs> so there's no, there's no point. <laughs> All right, I can, make, I can make my own Death Star for less than eight hundred dollars, and it's made of metal. <laughs> Screw you, Lego! I'll build my own, I'll build my own Hogwarts castle with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's <laughs> Oh jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> So uh one thing that's really cool that Legos have done is they've come up with those video games. The Lego oh, video games, if you've ever yeah. played them, they're so much fun and uh our friend Matt Hardman, host of the Race Nerd podcast and member of the community, wants to know if we've ever played any of the Lego video games and what our opinions of them are. I think they're fantastic from the ones that I've played and my favorite so far there's the uh, there's the Star Wars one which I think is phenomenal and then there was which one Star where Wars I remember one? there's like 20 of them there there's, know, there really there's is a lot cuz they made just episode 4 then they made just original trilogy then they made original trilogy with prequel trilogy and then they've made only Force Awakens <laughs> and then I think they finally made an all nine Listen, I think yeah. they're all great. I haven't played them all, but like I've played a few of them and they they've all played the same. So, as long as they're following the story, the gameplay I think is great. 
And there was it, one, I can't remember which it was, but I was the Green Lantern, and I thought that was fucking phenomenal. That's why Batman 2. Because you played, can, like, uh, literally made whatever you want. Because I've, I've got um, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings Lego games, and they are just an absolute blast. They're funny as hell because they're yeah. parodies. So they don't take themselves super seriously. What I got a kick out of is that everything is Lego, right? Like the characters and the main structures. But then the actual like backgrounds and environments are practically done with the Unreal Engine. And it it's such a horrible contrast, but it also works because it's, it's a so parody funny. game. So you don't care. And they get the actual soundtracks like they don't just make up new music for it. They get the actual soundtracks in there. Yeah, I think they're great. Like you're in the cantina and it's actually playing the cantina song, not a ripoff version of it. The actual track. Yeah, it's. I can't. How do you guys feel about the voice versus unvoiced one? Good question. I actually think I prefer the unvoiced ones to the because voice acting in a Lego game takes away what I think worked for the parody element where. They're kind of just miming everything, and that made it funnier to me. Not that the voice acting is bad, because it's not like they got horrible voice acting for it. Sometimes they're just using actual clips. But to me, that kind of ruins the whole comedic aspect of it. I think uh, I, I think they should just stick with the unvoiced. That's just my well, opinion. Because of that, Troy Baker has been Joker and Batman. That's true, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely true. Uh, Now Um, I just, I need to go pick up more. I wonder if they have them for Steam. Let me, let me open up my Steam real quick. They do. Yeah, they're all on Steam, I'm pretty sure. I think they have like every Lego game. Oh, geez. They're They're all 20 bucks a piece too. Just, just look up Lego and you just get the list, right? Yeah. Lego can't scroll for more. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Uh, we talked about uh, Well, Dan and I talked about the Lego holiday special on last week's episode, which we really enjoyed. But like I I've seen a couple of like the Lego shorts that they've done with Star Wars. And I remember the one that made me laugh was uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, but they were talking about. Anakin bringing balance to the force and Watto's in the background selling red flags. He's like, red flags, get your red flags here. They're like, we must train Anakin to become a Jedi. And he pops up in the camera like, red flag, I've got a red flag to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and that the fact that they do shit like that makes me laugh so hard because that's that's. Sometimes you can't take stuff too seriously. I mean, in the, the right. holiday special, Poe Dameron's wearing a Christmas sweater on the Millennium Falcon. And that's it's a BB-8 Christmas sweater at that, and that's awesome. You can't. Yeah. I mean, parodies in, uh, in general are funny. I friggin' loved the Family Guy Star Wars specials. I love the Robot Chicken oh, Star Wars specials. They're so good. The st- they're, especially the 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 Robot Chicken ones. I love the Robot know, Chicken ones with with Seth MacFarlane as Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man. hell's an aluminum falcon? <laughs> 
get your seven foot asthmatic ass back here before I tell everyone what a crybaby you were about Panda Bear, whatever the hell her name was. Oh, jeez, he's crying. Hey, hey, buddy, it's okay. <laughs> that oh, I always got a kick out of that. I loved, uh, <laughs> I love when they're having dinner, the awkward dinner at on uh, Cloud City. Orlando's like, Hey, Leia, you ever had soup this good? She's like, yes, on Alderaan as she stares at Vader. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, uh, oh when, uh, when Jar Jar discovers that little Annie is now Darth Vader. And he takes off his helmet and screams. He's like, Annie, what's happened to you? <laughs> like, Jar Jar, it's really important that you never speak to me again. <laughs> then he, ex- he then he executes Jar Jar and Jar Jar appears as a force ghost just so he can. He's like, now we're going to be together forever, Annie. Yay. <laughs> I'm all sparkly. Me so sparkly. Dude, oh. parodies. I had a computer game when I was a kid. It was called Star Star Warped. And I remember it was two guys. The, the whole gimmick was it was two guys living in their like sharing a bedroom in their house and it was all star wars memorabilia and you could you the whole the whole idea of the game was you were hanging out with them checking out their collection and then there was all these mini games involved and i remember brian posein was one of the characters because it was aaron and brian i don't remember who the aaron was if that ever became a famous comedian but you know brian posein you'd recognize his voice anywhere and he's been he's been in a ton of things now and you always know when his voice shows up uh yeah i'm actually the real wisdom cube uh so, and I remember they had like Tom Penny, Carlos Ellis, Rocky, <laughs> Jody Benson, Maurice LaMarche, and Kath Susie. Oh, there you go. All the typical voice actors that you would expect to be in something, right? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And, I, you know, they would do like, you don't know Jedi, and it was a trivia game. You could try to score points. Poof of, you don't know Jack. They had a Mortal Kombat style game where you would they had all their action figures like Luke with his missing hand where he would shoot like he would shoot blasts out of stump. And they had uh, oh, they had they had an anatomically correct Java, which they're just like, yeah, this one's weird. Uh. I don't like this one. <laughs> Peeping Tom Yoda where he's creeping oh in God. through the window. They had a ton of different games. They had I think they literally had one where you just shot Ewoks. Just like, shot Ewoks. Yeah, <laughs> but the but what was fun about the game was all the different shit you could click on that would unlock all this different dialogue in the game, and then like, you know, their sister would barge in and make fun of them for being nerds, but then she had all her Leia shit because it was all about women power back then. It was an old piece. It was a CD-ROM game. If I really want to date myself here, Jesus, it was on CD-ROM. Yeah, it was in '97. Yeah. That's weird. Most. That's right, because it was it was released with with the uh, the new trilogy because they that's part of the gimmick of the game is they're talking about the new trilogy, the uh, not the new trilogy the remake the uh, the remaster with all the new special effects and everything. So ah. yeah, oh my god, it was so much fun. But speaking of games, I have uh, a little game ah, show yes. thing that I'd like I to feel, do. I feel like I should do a musical interlude here to. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think we can copy that music, but but no. I'm going to call it yeah. "Wrong Answer Jeopardy." Oh, and, and yes. 
here are the rules, right? I only got one category and some bonus stuff uh, because okay. I feel like the rules explaining is going to be uh, a, a little portion of it. But if you know if this takes off, if you guys like this, I could definitely do more, and I'll come up with more categories. Um, so I've got one category, and it's going to be capitals. And the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask, you know, what is the capital of something. And then you are going to respond. Now, you can get a point if you get the correct answer. You can get two points if you can guess the answer that I put down. (laughs) Or you can get three points if you are the funniest answer. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Jeez. Do you – are we – there's no way to really buzz in. Are we just going to alternate? Um, so or are we going to both answer the question and see, okay, see how so it goes? I will go. Well, since since there's no buzzer, I'm going to go back and forth. So I guess we can start off, you know, we'll do Chris, then Dan. And then I will say what my answer was at the end and who I thought was the funniest and who got all the points and whatnot. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I'm game. Your game? How about you, Dan? Game. Yeah, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to start off with one that's pretty simple. What is the capital of Puerto Rico, Chris? Flood City. I'm sorry. What is Flood City? <laughs> okay. That's mean, uh, but <laughs> it's, it's mean. Uh, Dan. Uh, there will be uh, H. Pylori. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think Chris is going to have an advantage here, and, and here's why: because Chris knows my personality so much. <laughs> but but don't let that distraught you. Hey, if this uh, ca- yeah. if this takes Just, off, we can always make our own categories right. and a- ask you the questions. H. pylori is like a disease or something that my mother got when she was in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Okay, well, my answer was uh, I had two down, right? Just in case w- one of you got it, I was either going to say Miami or Kissimmee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the correct answer is San Juan. Yes, and Chris, I think you oh, had the funnier I, answer. Can I actually guess some of the real capitals? Because I actually am pretty good with capitals. Yeah, yeah. No, if you if you don't think you can win the funny one and you want a point, oh my can god. Just- can I play it straight and Dan plays it funny? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, you can play it however you want, but Chris, all right, you all right, currently have you you won the funny one, so I'll give you three points for that. And by I don't the way, know, I don't, combined, I don't know. Kissimmee's pretty damn funny. I think you need to give yourself points. Am I playing this too? I don't think that'd be fair. <laughs> I think that's friggin' hysterical. That's funnier than what I said. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but Dan, he, had, you agree? he had the he had the entire history of his life to come up with that answer, though. <laughs> oh, that's true. Is this going to become okay, yeah. cutthroat? Like when we play Among Us later tonight? And by the way, no, hey, dude, Matt, I purposely don't care in that game because if I did, I'd have an awful time. I, I know. Seriously, oh I think we all have a good time except for Matt, who seems to take it really seriously. Hey, Matt, how's it going? I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, that, that's the thing with Matt. Matt's very competitive, and <laughs> I love it though. But it makes it so much fun because he gets so fired up. It makes it so much better when he plays. Oh, because... 
Especially when <laughs> when we're not correctly guessing who the imposter is and he's already dead and he's yeah. flipping the fuck out in the ghost chat. <laughs> that is the he's best. Just... <laughs> he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh. Because I've been in the All ghost right. chat with him as he's like, oh my god, they're... Guess it. Guess it. It's not him. God damn it. It's like screaming and it's like all stars because it bleeps out your swear words. Oh, I love yeah. it. Dude, right, I, can't, so, Chris, I can't wait for him to hop on the show again because I know, right? Like, um, we're going to have a blast. Maybe next week or the week after. Actually, he might he might have to jump in on one of these weeks if I don't have internet at the new place. But, you know, well, there's we'll, also we'll, a possibility I'm going to be on vacation and unavailable to record one week. So he might have to fill in there, but we right. or we'll just have to re redo the schedule. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's not all at the same time. And then we'll just have like an episode where it's just, Dan. you know what? It's <laughs> just Dan. And we'll, Dan. We'll, we'll call in. We'll like talk to you on the phone or something. <laughs> you got stuff to record, right? I mean, if I'm if I'm driving. I can always just call. I wouldn't be able to do any of the recording stuff, but I could just call and do it from my car. I mean, that <laughs> is entirely possible. We'll just call that the road trip episode. <laughs> that would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. Let's put that okay. on the back burner. All right, let's do another yeah. question. Okay, so I started with you last time, Chris. So, Dan, you're going to be the first one on this one. Um, we're still doing the same thing. Capitals. What is the capital of Ireland? Capital of Ireland is Glasgow. <laughs> That's going to incite a turf war. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Uh, Chris? Well, obviously, laddie, the answer is McFinnigan. All right. My answer was the bar. Yeah, oh. is the bar. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. Uh, be a bar called McFinnigan's, obviously. Glasgow. Wow. Um, that's that's yeah. mean. Yeah. Dan wins that I, one. I like that. Yeah. That is definitely yeah, that a victory because God damn, you're going to enrage <laughs> the Scots with that one. <laughs> and the other. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. One deal. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so three points. You guys are tied. Chris, three points. Dan, three points. Next one. What is the Hold capital? On. Hold on. What? You have to mention the actual capital. Oh, the answer yeah, is Dublin. 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 Yes. And you didn't say it. Oh, I'm from Dublin. Bad. My bad. Dublin. Dublin. Ireland. I just, I got so caught off guard by his answer that I was like, okay. <laughs> you know what the capital of Northern Ireland is? Mm, no. Belfast. Okay. I just didn't know if you knew that or not. No, I, I, I am not a big geography person. So that's why I actually had to look these up. You know, I actually part. know. I actually know all my state capitals. I I can't do like the alphabetical thing that some people can do, but I actually know all my state capitals. I don't know them all. I know the ones where I lived, and that's that's pretty much all I need to. So know. you know three, <laughs> and, and and why know, they suck. I know two. I don't even know New York's anymore. Albany. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> 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 well, fuck! Do I need to know that? I don't live there anymore. I, I left when I was seven. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, at least you know. De- <laughs> at least you know Michigan's right. Yeah, yeah, Lansing. Not Detroit. No, no. A lot of people think it's Detroit, though. Even people from Detroit think it's Detroit. Anyway. People think New York City is the capital of the fucking United States. So, <laughs> and I'm sure they think they are. All right. So the next one, we're gonna go a little further east um, or west, no. depending on where you're coming from. Capital of Japan. And this time we're going to go with Chris. Chris, you're up first. The Tokyo Dome. Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, that is that is correct. You are now four points. No, Tokyo Dome. Tokyo oh, Tokyo Dome. Dome. Big egg, That's the big egg. The big egg Tokyo Dome. OK. <laughs> where where New Japan Pro Wrestling has all their big shows. <laughs> right, now that's just going to be what my answer is going to be. <laughs> that's what Dave Meltzer thinks it is. That's for sure. <laughs> my answer is right. the Budokan. The Budokan. The Budokan. Okay. The Budokan. The correct answer is Tokyo, obviously. Capsule and, Corporation. And <laughs> Capsule Corp, I would have accepted. That was one of my <laughs> answers. Or the Sony HQ, Sony yeah. headquarters. That was uh, another one of uh, my. Obviously, answers. it's Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't we know all want this that one. one. Yeah. We all won. Equal okay. points. Equal points. I love. By the way, 2022. I'm going to make a serious effort to visit Japan for a week. So, because I, I really want to go Super Nintendo Land. And right? if anybody wants to join me, start planning it now. Because it's going to be like the end of 2022. So you literally have about two years to plan this with me. But. You all know what happens with time, right? Because the pandemic just started in March, and now it's literally last month. So I'm just saying, time flies pretty fast sometimes. So don't hesitate. <laughs> you think this year went by fast? Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> oh, I do, actually. Summer, well, at my job, summers summers disappear. Yeah, summer Sum- did summers disappear. Are, summers are two weeks long at my job because we we have our hell day for Memorial Day the day after. And we have our second hell day is the day after Labor Day. And I feel like they were back to back because the summer is so busy at my job that it's just gone. Summer's fly by. <clears throat> I mean, tomorrow's yeah. Christmas. So <laughs> basically, yeah. Birthday, the next day is Christmas. Uh, no, it's actually tomorrow's Dan's birthday. Like legit? No, no. no 10 days. It's in 10 days. <laughs> oh, okay. December, like... December 15th oh, okay. is Dan's birthday. <laughs> We're going to have a special birthday episode where we're, Dan's going to pick all the topics we talk about. Oh, right. All right. So, so for you okay. wrestling fans out there, prepare for a lot more Japanese wrestling. I don't know about that. Uh, what is the capital of New Zealand? Dan. Capital of New Zealand is Bogo Road. Okay. I like that. I like that. Chris? <laughs> You don't understand the joke. That's why I'm laughing. Eric doesn't get it. The capital of New Zealand obviously is Gondor. Oh, yes. Okay. Where was Rohan when Gondor called for aid? That's right. My answer was Mordor. Well, well, there you go. Wow, you went the opposite direction. (laughs) Yes, yes, I I did. I went with the good guys. (laughs) (laughs) But Sith, Sith, man, Sith. I don't know. I think I should give you I, I think I should give you one extra point since you got it from the same source material, Chris. 
That's up to you, buddy. You're the, you're the uh, scorekeeper here. Oh, uh, but the, the, the actual the answer. Mine okay, was actually, actually the most is we'll, it, we'll, is it, well, we'll bring is it, to it this. Can I guess, can I guess the, the actual answer? Yes. If you guys can guess the actual answer, I Auckland. will give you the bonus point. Auckland. Yeah. The answer is Auckland. Are we now wrong? I look this up. Oh, God. The answer, the answer I got was not that, but you guys seem to be very Would you put Christchurch? sure of yourself. No, but now I'm just starting to wonder if I just started copying things incorrectly while I was falling asleep. So give me oh, just you know a second. We might actually be wrong. You the capital is Wellington. Wellington. <laughs> we were, we were all okay. wrong. Okay. Nobody, nobody no, won no, that's, that round. No one, stupid Americans that think it's Auckland because it's the one city we know. No, I said I just, Christchurch, and I was wrong too. <laughs> uh, I I had down Wellington, so I was just like, "Oh, great." Was I thinking of steaks? I don't I don't fucking know anymore. My friend anyway. Matt actually lived there for a while, so he's probably so mad at me right now if he's listening to this. He's like, okay. "You idiot." So I didn't understand but, either of one of your jokes, Chris. You we're close to my answer, but you you got the capital wrong, so no points. It's still tied six and six with Dan <laughs> uh, and Chris. Um, All right, so, Eric, Eric, hold on, time out. We have okay. to tell you the you have to educate you on Bago Road because this is something that the non wrestling fans in the audience are going to going to very much appreciate this story. So Bago Road is an infamous Australian prison. And a wrestler by the name of Nathan Jones did time there for for something. What did he even do time for? Like murder or something? Like he actually did a. No idea. He did. A, he did a. It was a pretty bad crime, and the only thing he could do while he was there was just lift weights and become super swole. And he became a wrestler afterwards. Well, another thing he was doing while he was in prison was he was ingesting steroids, and taking them by the bulk. He took so many steroids. That his boobies actually swelled to the point where they started to lactate. I'm going to let everybody do with that information whatever they want. Okay. And to make it worse, when they brought him in, they gave him the gimmick of he doesn't know how to wrestle. And they actually did a segment on national television using their own TV time where The Undertaker was teaching him how to wrestle. They... They signed a guy who didn't know how to wrestle and then were training him live on television is what they went with with this guy's story because he sucked so badly that they didn't have another choice. He didn't last very long. Wow. He was in jail for at least eight armed robberies and was one of Australia's most wanted. When oh, he there was you captured. go. I thought he actually nah, I thought he actually did a murder. But well, Booker T went to jail for went robbing a Wendy's. So, you know. Is what it is. Before or after the wrestling career? <laughs> Before. <laughs> I feel like I gotta ask these things now. <laughs> but it was one of those things where it was like him and his crew were driving around town, and he was with them when they robbed the Wendy's. But he still uh, did okay. time for it. It's it's just like you know. I, I feel like we should make another segment at some point. Just call it. Is it before or after their career? And talk about like crimes that people committed, like OJ Simpson, and just be like, is this before or after his career? Here's one. There's a wrestler named Ken Patera. He was really hungry one night. <laughs> he went to McDonald's. It was closed, so he threw an enormously large rock through the window and went in. Yep. Was this before or after his wrestling career? Or during? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. It was, it was during. <laughs> it was during? <laughs> oh, my God. 
You know what? If you're going to go to jail, it might as well be for a good story. So this guy hurled a boulder through a McDonald's. You know what? Make the damn story good. Speaking of McDonald's, the McRib is back and it's amazing. And I want one. I want another one. I just had one yesterday and I want another one. That's that, that's a, that's a sickness. So let's not talk about fast food anymore. Back to wrong answer, Jeopardy. <laughs> wrong answer, Jeopardy. Um, the capital of Mexico. I don't know who went first last time, so. I think it's I a think Chris it, turn. All right, Chris. Think of me. Yeah. Think of what do you think I would put down. Yeah. Think of what the right answer is. Or if it's you can try Taco to Bell. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That's fucking funny. <laughs> okay, is that that that's the answer you're going with? I actually thought that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right, Dan. Jeez, I was gonna say burrito, but <laughs> Taco Bell. Burrito's Taco- a section of the capital city. Obviously, there's there's, there's burrito to the north, and there's Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> And, and then, then there's, so, <laughs> there's the deactivated zone where like Mexican your pizza burrito and your Mexican pizza. And <laughs> That's the abandoned warehouse district. <laughs> your, your grilled stuffed burrito. God damn it. And, and all uh, potato based products. Small town store. So, we don't have a, a fryer or a freezer. <laughs> Meanwhile, that town has three McDonald's. Don't tell me your fucking Taco Bell's in a small town. <laughs> yep. That was my crash right. down. So, Dan, what what are we going with for you? It's going to be hard to be Taco Bell. I already know. Yeah, I know, too. So I'm going to say it's Lucha Mask. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, so the actual capital is Mexico City. Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, that was the easy one. Just, uh, you know, I picked somewhat easy ones hoping people would just go for the easy answer the answer i put down was of course la la not taco bell <laughs> la but that put, goes you to you chris, no you should, chris you should have you, texas I, I, I thought about it i really did i was like hmm, what's a funny place <laughs> okay chris you you you're you're in the lead by three points uh there are five bonus sections and these aren't giving answers this is more of uh i need a description from you i'm gonna call this section bad descriptions i'm gonna give you a movie and then you will describe it to me as terribly but accurately as possible and i I made sure that these these are the types of games we played on wrestle talk that was so popular our segment called points or consequences this is the type of game i want to do in 2021 on this show and award points to our listeners you're you are 100 on the same track as us right now we used to do games like this with the bad movie descriptions they're so much fun oh they really are they really are who wants to take the lead actually chris you are in the lead right now so you get to decide who gets the first go at it Oh, the day is mine. I'll take famous titties for 400. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to number these real quick, and you're going to give me a number one through five, and then that is the movie that you'll be describing. Okay. All right. Go for it. What number, number th- would you like, sir? Number three. Oh, the hardest one on the list. You go ahead oh. and describe to me Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> 
Take all the time you need. Just let me know. Oh, God. So, Dan, what do you think he's going to come up with while he's thinking of his story? I know. Well, no, don't, don't, don't say anything because then I'm not going to be able to think oh, of okay. it. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. So I know what mine is immediately. Uh, oh, you're going to have a different movie. I, I know, but the, I know what mine would be for this. Oh, okay. Right I'm sure when I get a different movie, I will not know. I will not have my idea right away. But for this one, my idea is right away. I made sure uh, to pick very, very iconic movies that everybody ha- I, I believe has seen at least once. I own it, so okay, <laughs> I've seen it. There you go. The thing is, I can't, I can't come up with a really like funny, clever description off the very top of my head. But the best thing I could come up with immediately is that, uh, is that pa- <laughs> desperate man, desperate man recruits. Recruits gay friends to dress in drag to infiltrate a house and talk to children. <laughs> okay. What what do you think, Dan? Good description? I mean, it's a good, bad description. That's a good, yeah. bad description? You, I want to hear Dan's. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> ah, Tyler, <laughs> yeah! You know what? I'm not even... I'm giving that to fucking Dan. <laughs> One point to Dan. <laughs> he, he managed to get down the fucking description in one sentence. <laughs> I love it. It's a reference in the movie. <laughs> Literally. Okay. I love when you get that song on Rock and Roller Coaster because it syncs up so well. Yeah. Yeah, especially when it launches. Yep. Yeah. All right, Dan, you are next. One, two, four, or five. 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 Bad description. Space Jam. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Chris. How was that? How was how uh, coming up with a story? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of one for, my, for myself here. You, oh, you are thinking of one for yourself now? Okay. We'll give... Uh, I don't know how much time we gave you, but I think we should give Dan a little bit of time. Take all the time you <clears throat> So... How how you doing? How you handling? Uh, how you handling? Uh, all I know is that I I don't have to go to the movie theater to see Space Jam two because HBO Max is going to be putting all their Warner Brothers films right to HBO Squad, including or HBO Max, including Godzilla vs Kong, The Suicide Squad, the fourth Matrix movie, The Conjuring, the new Dune, and Space Jam two. I didn't know they're that far. Man, this Some is like a terrible time to like. Could you imagine? You you had your one chance to release a movie, and it was twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, that's fucking terrible. You know that's fucking terrible. You know it's gonna be worse when abs- almost absolutely nothing else comes out next year because they haven't been shooting anything. Yeah, I didn't even think. Although about they, that. although I like what they're doing now is everybody's masked, and they're doing all their tests, and then they're waiting it out before they actually start shooting. So basically, you get to the set and then you quarantine there. So nothing new is coming in, and then they just shoot, and they get everything done. I think that's actually the smartest way to do it. Yeah, you know, it's got to be super expensive. <clears throat> All right, Dan, uh, how you doing? You need a little bit more time. Uh, I, I'm good. Okay, go ahead and give us your description of Space Jam. Michael Jordan sucks. Is that it? Okay. Favorites. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, I know 
You had a little bit of time. Did you get everything you needed? I mean, it's it's not going to be the best description, but <laughs> um, out of, out of work athlete travels to fantasy world to save to save the planet from race of aliens. I think that's a, bad, a more accurate description. It's a bad <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Guys, we suck. My own grandmother could shoot better than me. <laughs> it's not a dream. It really happened. <laughs> All right. Patrick, Patrick Ewing, are you finding yourself unable to perform in any other ventures? That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. And he just sits up all offended. <laughs> that dude was a notorious pussy hound, dude. That's why it's hysterical. <laughs> Which, of course, you didn't know when you were a kid. No, I didn't know what the joke was. Actually, I knew it was sexual, but I didn't realize that it was because he fucking was getting laid every two seconds. I'll never go out with Madonna again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I want to watch that movie. Chris, I feel, I mean, Dan, I feel like you were heading in the right direction, but it was just so short. So short. All right. I'm going to have to give the point to Chris on that eh. one. I don't know. I feel like we both kind of bombed that one, but that's fine. Whatever you want. It's your game. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't want to award points, but I, I felt like I needed to give a point to someone. You know uh, what? Okay, you're no going one of those. <laughs> Dude, when, we would do, when we would do the game on Wrestle Talk, we always there was always one of us that was like, I don't want to award points. I want to be a dick this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I felt like I needed to give a point. And I feel like at least you gave a description. Dan was just like, Michael Jordan sucks, which is still the description. But <coughs> they're both not the, It's not the whole plot. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it could have been like, Michael Jordan sucks with aliens. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, fair. All right. All right. Chris. So it's my turn? Yep. One, two, or four. Give me number one. Little Mermaid. <laughs> Terrible description of Little Mermaid. So... <laughs> Spoiled-ass teenager runs away from home. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's the whole plot right there. Spoiled-ass teenager runs away from home and gives and gives life up, <laughs> gives life up after a case of laryngitis. <laughs> okay. That's the Little Mermaid right there. Uh, Dan? Literal thirst trap. Oh. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> yeah. Winner. Yep. Okay. All right. So this oh, is... Oh, and to all of my... To all of our redheaded friends that might be listening to this, uh, apologies to Katie, Heather, Claire. Uh, Ariel kind of sucks, and I'm really sorry, but she's not that great of a character. Wow. All right. Well, that's that's half our, our viewership right there. <laughs> I don't know if Heather or Claire have listened to this episode, actually. Uh, I know Katie is going to hear that. <laughs> I wonder, did she get mad at me for calling her soulless the other day? Hmm. Well, she's probably going to get mad at me now. Anyway. Um, Thank you for taking the heat off of me for the aerial comment. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you, buddy. All right, so the score is currently is Chris in the lead with... 10 points dan not too far behind with eight we do have two movies left and it's literally you can tie this or chris could win this by getting one more 
So uh, we're all winners on this game. Yes. <laughs> that last comment, that awesome. should give you a bonus point. Two points. Awesome. Two points. <laughs> all right. So two or four, Dan? Two. Two is Titanic. <laughs> Titanic? Oh, the Titanic. Guess, guess who's never seen that movie? <laughs> Get, wait. Dan, have you never seen Titanic? I saw it in the theater. Oh, I oh, thought okay. you said you've never seen that one. I've seen that one. Okay. What was the I've one you've never seen? The highest grossing movie of all time. Oh, Avatar. I thought you said you'd never seen Titanic and you took pride in that. Nope, that's Avatar. You're not missing out. Okay. You've seen Pocahontas, right? It's the same shit, just on. I saw I saw Titanic with a stereotypical large black woman sitting right behind me. It was highly entertaining. <laughs> at least well, the last hour was <laughs> anyway. alright so we'll give you some time to think of your bad description uh, Chris how are things man uh, don't care about that movie you don't care it's, about Titanic uh, no I it, okay so here's the thing Titanic was not made for someone like me it was not made that entire film genre is not designed for someone like me. So nobody should be offended when I say I didn't like Titanic. I will not tell you Titanic's a bad movie in any way, shape or form, because I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just not a movie for me. There's a difference. You understand that, right? Yes, of course. Pearl Harbor. I'll die on that hill. That was a bad movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> All I gotta say is Pearl Harbor sucked. And I love, and I miss you. I, miss you. I think the um, the actual like the attack itself was like pretty accurate or whatever. Yeah, but it took an hour and forty minutes to get there. It yeah, been out like love story. That's, that's that. <laughs> and why did Cuba Gooding Jr., who played an actual historical character in the fucking Pearl Harbor attacks, get no screen time so we could focus on Affleck? Because that's a love story, just like uh, Titanic. Fucking Holden McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, but Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Phantoms like a motherfucker. More. Anyway. Uh, okay. Now I've forgotten it again. I say uh, historic. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the second word. Uh, it's rom-com. <laughs> it's like historic tragedy rom-com. Yeah, okay. The guy who hits the see. propeller made me laugh. Uh, he hits it head first, dude. That's hilarious shit. <laughs> All right, Chris. Transatlantic cruise cruise ship jobs out to, to an object that no longer exists due to global warming. Wow, the accuracy in that one. Um, jobs out is a wrestling term, hmm. but if I had to, do, you know what? I'm going to give one description. I won't do this for the others, but if I have to give one description of the Titanic, it's about. A dude who lays down the pipe so good, he makes that girl think about his dick for the next 70 fucking years. <laughs> That's awesome. Eric wins this round. <laughs> He's a superhero Eric. in my book. All right. Anyway. Um... Pipe layer Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right. I'm giving this to, to Dan. Even though, like, that was pretty accurate, the rom-com got me. <laughs> All right. And that leaves the last movie. And this one is going to be, it's going to be fun. I, I feel like this one would have been the easiest one. So, uh, Chris, you're still in the lead. T 
10 points. Dan, you have nine. I know you had it last time. Uh, so I'm going to start off with Chris, but start thinking of your answers as well. Let's do Home Alone. Problem with Home Alone is the only bad description I can come up with is the one that I've already read online. Ah. So I don't really know. It's about that one, but, uh, <clears throat> um, hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to alter it away from the one that I've read. That's actually pretty damn funny. Well, I mean, if that's what you have and nobody else has heard it. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm wording something up here. You're going to do something, and I'm just going to take one of the ones that I've heard a million times. <laughs> well, then you better go first. You, you just got to remember, as long as I haven't heard it before, I don't know where the fuck you're taking it from. If it's funny to me, you get the point. And about young suburban Batman. Yeah, I've heard that one before. It's still pretty funny, though. The other one is if he was he's young John McClane. I think I've heard that one, too. I think I would go with, like, a young MacGyver. A young MacGyver. He's just making a bunch of shit out of nothing. Speaking of which, uh, we watched it last weekend, and I think this weekend uh, we're going to watch Home Alone 2, which is fucking hysterical just as well. Like, okay, so real quick, not to get too far off topic here, but one thing I've always appreciated about Home Alone, Home Alone 2, is that it's one of those sequels that recycles a lot of jokes but still is able to keep them fresh not every sequel can actually do that but they acknowledge the fact that we're redoing the same formula but they still find a way to make it entertaining yeah that's true and he's just trying to save the nice man that runs the that owns the shop he could have just right right he could have and he, he didn't he didn't do that which is uh which I think is actually, actually admirable. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to give you the one I came up with, and then I'm going to give you the one that I've read online that I think is even funnier. And if you decide one of those is good. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Neglect- neglected sociopath child tries to murder two homeless men. <laughs> okay. And then what I kind of... Uh, what I kind of ripped off from that one to make it my own was basically uh, <clears throat> was basically bratty, bratty child intentionally left alone, <laughs> left alone to be potentially murdered by criminals. OK, it's kind, of, it's kind of the opposite of what they were going for. But that's how I kind of ripped it off. I do like that first one. That was fucking funny. All right, Dan, what do you got? What? He gave his he, Batman. Oh, the Batman one was his. <laughs> I thought you were just coming up with, like, a random one. Okay. No. It's really Batman. All right. Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like I should only give half a point because the one I like was the the one that was red. But either way, you're already a point ahead, so fuck it. Chris wins this one with 11 points to Dan's nine. But we all had fun. No, everybody wins, including the everybody listeners wins. who probably got everybody an wins. enjoyment out of listening to us come up with dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, yeah, that's the kind of segment. I wanted to bring up fun, more that topics. That was a fun little more. idea. I like that. And then hopefully that. we could do more of the capital ones. I think for the capital ones, we'll just go with the um, the what the real one is and what do you think I put down and see where we go from there. What is the capital of Pakistan? Oh. I would say Klaf Dan will get that reference for sure. 
Klav Karash. Or maybe Dan won't get that reference. I don't know. Capital Dan. of Pakistan, Pak with Stan. Oh, exactly. Although the actual capital of Pakistan is kind of funny. What is it? Islamabad. No. Oh, uh, Islamabad, yeah. Islam, it's, it, it's actually Islamabad, but it looks like it says Islamabad. Oh, my God. Well, I is can't. it? <laughs> I can't. Okay. Here, Eric, this one's for you. What is the capital of Turkey? Uh, hmm. Earl of Sandwich. There you go. Dan, what's the capital of Turkey? Gravy. Uh, I was hoping one of you was going to say Constantinople. But that's not constant. No, it's Istanbul. 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 Hmm. It's nobody's business but the Turks. <laughs> Why did Constantinople get the works? Oh, damn. We should what? probably start talking about some Star Wars stuff because I'm looking at the time and I got to go paint soon. got to go All paint right. soon. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Doing here's the deal. Shit. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to talk about The Mandalorian. We are going to do what we said we're going to do. We're not going to talk about this week's episode, but we are going to talk about everything up to last week's episode, including the first season. If you are not caught up on The Mandalorian, you are going to get spoilers up the ass. Okay? So I don't want to hear it when you get spoilers and you're upset that you heard spoilers. You probably should just skip the whole rest of the episode because I think this is probably. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So really quickly, let me sum up what happens in the first the first season. And if I miss out on anything, yeah, let's do an overarching first season. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, we meet the Mandalorian. We learn about him pretty quickly. He's taking these bounties from Grief Kraga, played of course by Carl Weathers. Uh, we see him take a couple of bounties, and then he goes on a job for a very high profile. Very high profile target that he has to, he basically has to either take out or liberate or whatever. And him and the, him and IG-11, the old IG assassin droid, Taika Watiti, which is fucking brilliant too. They just, they agree to split the bounty to take out all the mercenaries. And they're like, they said the target was 50 years old and it turns out to be a child. A baby Yoda. And screw it. He's a baby Yoda. Stop with the. Stop getting so... I'm, I'm sure they're going to give us the... Uh, we still don't know the name of the race. Yeah, I'm sure they'll give it to us by the end of the second season. I think Maybe. we're going to figure out the race, yeah. By the end of the series, we'll probably have... The race will probably have a name. But, uh... So, Mando actually takes out the droid and decides to take the child with him, which we learn later is part of Mandalorian culture. Very strong father-son... Bonds exist in Mandalorian. Right, to save save people, yeah, that would die otherwise. Right, because if if a Mandalorian doesn't have a child of their own, then they will rescue a child who needs it and then raise them as their own. And we learn about who's a foundling and who isn't. This one, Dinjarin, our main character by Pedro Pascal, is in fact a foundling. That's a big deal. His, I, I like in the Honest trailer where they say his life was literally ruined by the prequels because it's the droids from the the tech unit that align with uh, with Count Dooku's side that are destroying his village. And one's actually about to assassinate him, but the Mandalorians save him. And remember, Mandalorian's not a race; it's a creed. He belongs to a specific sect of it, the uh, the Children of the Watch, who never remove their helmets. 
Some Mandalorians do, but his sect does not. So he's got the child, and he needs to uh, he needs to keep it safety, and well, he's, he needs to deliver it to his clientele, which he does. And then he discovers that the client's going to use it to do experiments on it, and he's kind of attached to this child. So he rescues the child and seeks out some sanctuary. That's where we meet Cara Dune, Gina Carano. And then when he realizes that the child's always going to have a target on spec, because there's all these bounty pucks that say where it is, that he's going to have to do something better with it. <clears throat> so we get the uh, we get the subplots here. We do the the desert plot where we have Mulan as a sniper. Mm-hmm. And we get the best episode from the first season, which is The Prisoner, with uh, freaking Bill Burr as Mayfeld. And Natalia Tina's in there as a Twi'lek. And they that, that kind of becomes alien in a little bit, except that Mando's the one stalking the bad guys. Yeah. Get some hardcore alien vibes out of that one. That's my favorite episode from the first season, which I'm looking at the rankings on IMDb, and it's one of the... It's only ranked fourth if you actually rank them in order of. So that's kind of disappointing. But so just to take a, a little sidetrack real quick, because uh, we're talking about aliens and stuff like that. <clears throat> you know, when I was watching the the newer prequels, I was just like, oh, my God, Kylo Ren's such a badass. He was like way better than Vader. And then I saw the um, Rogue One and that scene. At the end, yeah. yeah. The hallway scene? The hallway scene. And I was like, fuck that. Kylo's a little bitch. Fucking Vader is badass. <laughs> Ky- anyway. Kylo's, Kylo's the emo wannabe kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the issue about making movies 30 years apart is you can do different stuff. Back then, it was basic basic stage combat, yeah. uh, sword combat. And then, like, we got prequels where Yoda's flipping around. And right. he was only a pu- only a Muppet before that. <laughs> the two best lightsaber battles in all of Star Wars happen in the prequels. The, yeah. the three-way lightsaber battle from Phantom Menace and then the final battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin are the best lightsaber battles in all of Star Wars. Like, I mean, it's even better than Ahsoka and Maul. And the only reason I, I don't rank the animated ones as highly is because they're animated. It's a little easier to animate something like that. Although Ahsoka and Darth Maul have a really badass lightsaber battle in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, I, I really do appreciate that. Uh, well, I guess this is – well, you know what? Fuck it. Spoilers. Uh, I really do appreciate that Obi-Wan was the one to, to bring him down though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah. All right. And we all now, know now we can go back. out there. <laughs> I just wanted to – I know we were talking about like that alien feel, and to me, that when when Vader did that fucking hallway scene, that was if that didn't make you fucking scream out in terror. Can you imagine being on that ship? You were going to die. <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, the reaction video for that? Some guy's got like his girlfriend watching the scene, and it's it's right after the planet blows up, and all the ca- the main characters are dead now. And she's like wiping the tears from her eyes, and you just got to watch her reaction when Vader actually shows up. She's literally screaming. <laughs> literally screaming there's a couple of good reaction videos for that oh, that's so good but of course we learn at the end that this child's actually being sought after by the empire and the last grand moff in their ranks good old moff gideon played by friggin gus fring Giancarlo esposito himself who's always a bad guy yeah he's uh 
He's like, you've got something I want. I mean, and you can tell this guy doesn't give a fuck. Not only does he execute the client and all the stormtroopers just to get his bargaining tools in, but even they even say he just he kills one of his own men because he interrupted him. <laughs> so this guy don't give a flying fuck. And we also learn he's got the Darksaber, the tool given to the ruler of Mandalore, which if anybody has out there hasn't seen the Clone Wars, Duchess Satine was the one who originally had it. Pre Vizsla had it after he ascended to the throne. The Duchess was assassinated and then Vizsla was taken out. And the last person who had it that we were aware of was Bo-Katan or, or even Darth Maul. But now apparently this guy's got it, so we got to figure out what the hell happened to it. And Bo-Katan will come in. So, of course, they escape, but now we are, they've got the ire of the Empire. And Mando is tasked with taking the child back to his own kind. Yeah, as his entire Mandalorians are either, es- either escaped or were m- murdered by the... By his yeah, own kind. They don't mean the race. They mean, like, the Jedi Order. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's the... That was the thing. So he's got to seek out a Jedi. So first thing he says is he needs to go find another Mandalorian who will help him with his task. And he's aware that there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. So when we go to Chapter 9, the Marshal, Mando shows up on Tatooine, goes to this little outpost village. And it's Boba Fett. Only it's not. But then it is. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, that friggin' opening scene is great with John Leguizamo as the the one eyed alien where they're what they're at like the ultimate fighting thing with the Gamorrean guards battling and they yeah. all draw their weapons and then you just see Mando activate his little his little heat seekers and the child just activates it's the, the button. button. It's the button. <laughs> It was the funny just, scene in all the trailers, and it's right there at the opening, which I really like three minutes into the first episode of season two. Yeah. So great. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's like, OK, well, I know where to go now. And of course, the marshal's like, well, I will help you. He's like, he's like, I'll help you with what you need to know, but you need to help me. And he's like, all right, how about this? I'll take out the crate dragon, but then you give me the armor. Deal's a deal, right? What I loved about this episode was it humanizes the Tusken Raiders because, of course, we just think that they're nothing but savages, right? But it turns out they're actually their own intelligent race, kind of like what I Am Legend was supposed to be. If you know anything about what's actually supposed yeah. to happen, it turns out all the vampire creatures were actually intelligent and had their own society. And yeah. they're just, you know, they're just doing what they need to do to survive. Like, that's a really good tie in there. And again, the comedy here is really good. Like when they offer up the Bantha and the friggin' thing comes out and eats the Tusken Raider that's running away and then just goes back in and the Bantha's still standing there. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, they, uh, they do successfully take out the crate Dragon. And he's like, all right. Classic, eat me. <laughs> yeah, eat me and I will blow you up. Me inside. <laughs> the classic Jaws scene is what we're what we're talking about right now. It is a, a classic sci-fi trope now because it's been done. Exactly. It's done black. That's how that ends. Uh, the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> Although that's not how it gets defeated. It's a mistake by Drax, but still. 
So, of course, bet he's got to, uh, he fends off some bounty hunters and then wins a card game. We're in, uh, we're on chapter 10, the passenger now. And they're just like, all right, well, I know where there's other Mandalorians go here, but you have to, uh, yeah, you got to take this lady and protect her eggs. The little frog lady, her husband knows the location of other Mandalorians. And it's like, all right, fine. So, oh, but you can only, you can't, you can only go sublight because the eggs will, yeah, the eggs will die. And then some of the eggs do die because the baby eats them, which is hysterical. So we yeah. get a we get a pretty obnoxious that, little side quest here. Yeah, God, that scene, that scene is just so fucking that that entire How episode. How many? He just burps. Oh my God, he ate like he he could have eaten that entire species out of existence. That's <laughs> like, exactly why it was funny because it was her last chance. Of, they said these were her last eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. He ate like half of them and they didn't notice. I know. That's how many eggs they have. <laughs> you can eat half of them and they won't notice. The uh But all it really is is a side quest to crash the ship, bring out some giant ice spiders so some of Ralph McQuarrie's concept art could come to life. And another excuse for Dave Filoni to play X Wing pilot. It's basically he, what it was. Yeah. Dave Filoni uh, can do whatever the fuck he wants though. <laughs> episode two, yeah, you really can. Episode two in each season, in my opinion, has been the worst episode, whether it's the Jawas and the egg or the uh, the ice spiders and eggs. More eggs. Eggs make for bad Mandalorian episodes. I bet you season three, episode two is going to have fucking eggs in it. <laughs> it's going to be scrambled eggs and salami and it's going to suck ass. It's just him eating breakfast the entire episode. <laughs> man does breakfast but he can't take his helmet off so he's just sliding the eggs up under the helmet oh yeah <laughs> with him eating oh all right but now we're gonna we're gonna pick up our storyline really quickly here because all the best episodes of the mandalorian series so far three of the three of the next four episodes are the best in the entire series thus far the heiress the siege and then the tragedy which just aired or not the siege uh the jedi the siege is kind of is kind of a side quest too it's basically, hey, we'll help you, but do this for us. But the area yeah, has very important implications to the overall story. Oh, absolutely. We'll, get, we'll break that down probably really heavily when that comes Yeah. Out. So let's talk about the Aris real quick, because this is a huge, huge tie-in episode here. So Mando finally gets to the planet he needs to get to. By the way, really funny-ass crash scene at the beginning. With the oh, I'm trying to Where the guy just shakes his head and walks off. Yeah. in the water anyway yeah that was great so of course he uh the friggin quarans who are always treated like villains uh they've got him on the ship and they're like hey we're gonna feed the sea creature they're gonna feed the kraken and they feed the baby to the kraken so when mando jumps in they can kill him and get the beskar but he's saved by three mandalorians and it's uh one of them happens to be bo-katan katie sackoff who was, of course, the voice of Bo-Katan on the Clone Wars. And now she gets to play the character for real. So Battlestar, that Battlestar known as Galactica has made it to a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. But yes, oh, she, uh, she, it was friggin', friggin' awesome too, right? Like, to see her in person. Yeah, she Company. did a great job. She did. And, uh. Of course, she's accompanied by my all-time favorite women's wrestler, Sasha Banks, credited as Mercedes Vernardo, her real name. And 
Simon Cassianides, I think it's Cassianides, I think is how you pronounce it, who's been a recurring character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And what's the other uh, Marvel show he had a, or I, th- I thought he had another recurring character thing that I couldn't think of. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, it was a show called Pearson. That was his other recurring role. I don't think that is something everybody really knows here. But yeah, they all take their helmets off and Manda flips out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You're he does. Mandalorian. She's like, excuse me, I'm the heiress to the Mandalorian throne. And that's when we get the, the reveal that certain sects don't take the helmets off, but because he's, he's part of the Children of the Watch, but they're part of Death Watch or the former Death Watch. And now they're uh, like, yeah, no, no, we're uh, we'll, we'll take these things off. So, of course, they eventually agree to help him as long as he helps them secure some Imperial shit so they can continue to take down the Empire. And we get character actor Titus Welliver as the captain on the Imperial ship, which I know Dan Dan noticed him right away. I didn't recognize him immediately, but I know he's uh, he's been in a ton of shit. And this is when we realize how psychotic the Empire is, because when he realizes that when Gideon realizes the ship's compromised, he's just like, long live the Empire. And he executes the pilots and goes to crash the ship so everybody will die. We realize that Gideon is definitely uh definitely a lawless asshole here. Yeah. And then Bo Katan says it, right? Go to this yep. planet and there you'll find Ahsoka Tano and everybody squealed. In the city of Caladan on the forest planet of Corvus. <clears throat> Which again, they're they're bringing back a lot of extended universe stuff. It's huge. And it's actually because I'm we're watching Clone Wars during the first season, and I'm watching Rebels during the second season, and they just finished Jedi Fallen uh, Fallen Order. I'm starting to get confused on timelines, just like in my head. Oh, like, yeah. Like I'm watching Mandalorian, and I'm like, so, oh yeah, so uh, what if Luke shows up? And I'm like, oh wait, no, not in that thing. He's a baby during the show, and then this thing, he's there. What if? What if? Uh, you know, like well, he could show up. Mandalorian only takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, so yeah. And then I'm like, well, what if uh, Yoda shows up? And I'm like, oh wait, Yoda's dead in that. Would be dead on this show. Yeah, but he could still show up. <laughs> What's stopping him from showing up? Right, Force Ghost. <laughs> Force Ghost. He actually he seems to be the voice of the Force in in these shows. No matter what, it's like his voice. Yep. When, like, someone gets talked to by the Force, whether he's alive or not, so. So, of course, he goes back to Navarro to get his ship fully repaired because he doesn't like the job the Mon Calamari did. Because it was some janky shit. And that's when he realizes that now the city is is safe, the, the pub is now a school, there's a statue of IG-11 to commemorate his heroism. Cara Dune's the marshal, keeping the law in order. <clears throat> Everything's doing really good. So he's like, all right, well, ship. he's like, well, here's what we need to do. There's still one Imperial research base on the planet, and it only has a skeleton crew. But if we can take it down, we can get rid of their presence entirely. So Mando agrees to help them. We get the really, really cool action sequence out of this, but we also get some hardcore storyline implication. Oh, the but act- there's also the, the comedy bit of the guy of the first guy he captured at the beginning of the first season. Oh, yeah, first working off his debt. He's working off his debt <laughs> to, to grief. <laughs> and then he's like, I can't even see out of this one eye, which is why it's funny when Grief Karga's like, dude, you need to pilot this. And he's like, I, 
<laughs> God, he's got one-eyed pilot. So, inside that facility that they hijacked, I have a couple of theories on what I think might be happening there. Because didn't one of those canisters kind of look like a smaller version of Snoke? Yes. yes. I... 100% think like they, they are they were meant they were getting the midichlorians from the baby Yoda and they are trying to make force sensitive super soldiers yes because yeah. remember all those friggin uh those dark those dark troopers are just like they're they're all lined up in the in a row on the star destroyer and uh <clears throat> the so uh, they're literally trying to tr- to do a midichlorian transfusion Basically, yeah, that's what the that's what that Doctor Pershing character was actually trying to do to him in the first season when they rescued him. They're like, "Screw it, we're gonna," because he's got a large M count, the old midi chlorians. So we're gonna we're gonna harvest that shit. And we're gonna make some super soldiers, and yet very good action episode, and it's got some very heavy uh, plot indications here. And of course, we do learn pretty quickly that there's a tracking device on the Razor Crest, so we know something bad's gonna happen. Because one of those guys is a fucking turncoat. And Grief was all, like, vouching for them, and he's his best guys. So you, you almost want to know if that's, uh, if he's in on it or or not. I feel like, no, he's gonna still be a good guy. Oh, but... I, think, I don't think Grief, yeah, Grief, I think was, he's just one of his guys is a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. The other guys were probably good. Yeah. So, of course, when we get to Chapter 13, the Jedi, they don't even fuck around. The first person you see is friggin' Ahsoka Tano. And I mean, she's basically... do you really see her at first? Not <laughs> really. You see, yeah, you see the sabers. You see the sabers. Yeah, but you know what we're going for. Yeah. <clears throat> and, again, everybody gets something out of this poor guy. This guy is a side quest machine. Because every time he tries to do something, they're like, nope. <laughs> I mean, he's playing an MMO. <laughs> he really is at this point, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, of course, they we learned pretty quickly that uh, Ahsoka is basically hunting down all these damn guards. Yeah, she, like, straight up kills, like, ten guys in the forest. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Light, dark, doesn't matter. They're dead. There's some <laughs> insane fight scenes and battle scenes in this show. Actually, the next episode of the show we can't talk about yet but Eric, it has well, one of Eric the most brutal it, but we're gonna brutal be nice battles. not spoiler yeah uh, yeah haven't seen it, it. Just get pretty brutal so what we're kind of learning here is we're getting a little more insight onto what Ahsoka's doing we also are under the impression she's still on her mission that she's on, that she's on from the end of rebels although we're not 100% sure where the timeline leads up there and Dave Filoni will not reveal where the timeline matches up to the disappearance of Ezra and Thrawn and where Ahsoka is on this mission. So, but we can tell there's still there's still something going on because Thrawn gets a big name drop here. So the whole idea here is that he's going to help her liberate the city and take out the lady in charge because she's, like I said, she's on her mission. And uh, let's talk about the character Lang, Michael Bean. As soon as you saw him, did you geek out a little bit? I, I didn't. I was like, the guy looks familiar, but I don't know. I think he's just because he's older now. I was like, is that the guy from Alien? <laughs> then it turned out I, I was right. And he was in Terminator, and he's in The Rock. He is. 
He is in they, The Rock. They've been doing a really good job of like casting people. Like a super what they're doing job. a really good job is bringing characters back when you don't actually expect them to come back. Like they're they're they've got a great number of callbacks on this show so far. I mean, hell, I didn't expect the friggin' Horatio Sands blue dude to actually make a comeback. Did you? No. And there he is. You know, so, yeah. Like there's one death in the show that that really I'm sad about, and it's the guy who was like, "I have spoken." Bill. Yeah, I know. I'm just that like, was the man just wanted to be like retired really and left alone and you fucked it up. <laughs> you fucked it up, Mando. <laughs> you made him care again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the worst part about that is not only do they do they execute him, but they take the baby and then they beat the baby. And that's just oh, not cool. Those fucking stormtroopers, though. I know. And then they miss. okay yeah that was a really funny scene when they're like shooting and stuff like that (laughs) they're They're waiting for their order and another comedian so we have to the great reveal that happens before the battle yes is it turns out baby yoda has a name because ahsoka can kind of mend with him in his thoughts a little bit through the force his name is grogu which i saw the fans were immediately torn about but I don't have a problem and with it. It doesn't matter if his name was Steve. Everybody, half people would have it half yeah. later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, what turns out, he was actually raised at the temple. And then he was hidden. And somebody took him. And he was alone and lost. So the whole yeah, idea... So he was at the temple, so that means somebody hid him when Anakin killed all the rest of the kids. Exactly. Which means they the knew that attack was happening. Who the fuck? He's 50 now. He's 50 now. Which means it's been 45 years since that attack happened. So he was 15, like a baby, 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 getting trained. It's like 30 years between episodes three and four, right? And and it's been 15 since that. So it's been like... Uh, The other other thing is that Yoda reveals that he's 900 years old, but he's trained Jedi for 800 years. So a lot of people think that baby Yoda is going to do this. His species is going to do the same thing Ahsoka's species does. They're going to suddenly age very quickly. Okay, yeah. That's a, I mean, that's possible. And if Ahsoka species does it, then his can too. Like, we don't even know the name of it. So, there's also like, he's regressed, right? They said, she said that he's regressed. So, like, maybe he shouldn't be such a baby right now, but he is because of having to survive for these, all these years. That's true, too, that he might have been, that might have stumped his development if he's been hidden for so long. I was watching so, a uh, a science show about like the whole aging of like at the time baby Yoda um and they explained that there are certain creatures that stay baby form for a long period of time so they can stay in their prime for a longer period of time and that's what they think like the this species is doing they they stay like almost infant for a longer period of time so they can stay in their prime but then they die off really, really fast once they hit their, like, ancient age or whatever. But the whole thing is, like, if he's if he was 900 and then died, how long is his prime? Like, from 100 right, all right, the right. way to, like, 700? That's 700 years of prime years. <laughs> uh, that's true, yeah. But, uh, of course, after ev- all that happens, Ahsoka refuses because we all know she still doesn't consider herself a true Jedi. It's also why her lightsabers are white, because that's a neutral lightsaber color. 
And she says, well, here's what we're going to do. Go to Tython. I'm sure people geeked out when they heard that because that's an expanded universe planet coming back into play. Put him on a seer stone and let him choose his course. Either another Jedi will reach out to him or you can choose what happens to him and his powers will just fade over time. And that's so, where we're going to leave off. Yeah. But like, can, can we just say that fucking Ahsoka just sent Mando on a suicide quest because Tython? Really? You want him to go there by himself? She totally did. <laughs> okay. He is, we'll, we'll talk about this week's episode next week, but he is very lucky that he got tracked. We'll put well, he it has the Beskar, uh, Beskar spear yeah. as well now. Which is okay. awesome, by the way. All right. The next Ugh. episode will bring in all the feels on The Mandalorian, but we'll talk about that next week. We'll play some more Wrong Answer Jeopardy if you guys enjoyed that. And if you have any other requests of things you want us to talk about, you can shoot them next week. By the way, everybody, every Saturday night, we do a live stream where we play Among Us. Uh, Eric, Dan, and I are always in every game. We've got a great crew of people that play with us, including Matt, who's been on the show before when we talked about the great movie ride. We have Jay Winger from the Binge Cast. He's usually joining us. Um, Dan's got one of his Supercard buddies who's played with us a couple times now. We get uh, Brian Leone and Robert Aitken and Hannah, who are all members of the community. And my old co-worker, Brandon, plays with us. And he's the most sus out of everybody because he's got the sus voice. He always sounds sus. Uh, there's other people who've come and gone and played with us, too. So, uh, But yeah, you guys can check that out and uh, support our support our streams and everything. And I'm going to I'm working really hard to get some more bonus content up, especially for patrons and uh, and extra stuff on the channel. And I, I, I'll get that stuff when I can, guys. I promise. It's just that I am in a kind of a busy period right now. And uh, obviously, Eric is, too, because he's moving. My job is getting a little crazy at the moment because we're short staffed and the business is expanding. So I just don't have the free time to do everything I want to do. But I promise when I get some free time to do what I want to do, I will do it. And I do have a vacation coming up because I'm off all of Christmas week. So maybe I'll bust out some bonus content there for you guys. Who's hungry? Always hungry. Always Always hungry. hungry. Well, I'm going to go get myself a McRib or I'm going to travel to Taco Bell, Mexico, the capital city, and get myself a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> uh, let's wrap it up, guys. Any last thoughts before we end this episode of The Nerd Table? That's been good. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Let's go to lunch. Layers. Bye-bye, everybody. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.